All right. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to the Four Quarters Podcast, brought to you by Marco and Ethan. Yes, sir. Uh, I'm so, so, you know, if you if you missed the first one, go back and listen. <laughs> Give you some context, uh, you know, a little bit of our background and, you know, just pretty much love the game of basketball and, you know, really excited for this upcoming year and have some time. So figured we'd give it a crack. Absolutely. Yes, sir. So we wanted to start this episode, uh, you know, still have about two weeks before the season and just kind of, you know, we've already shared our allegiance. Uh, I'm a huge Suns fan, Marco with the Raptors. So want to kind of talk about the off seasons of each and then, you know, eventually segue that to just the league and scope yeah yeah man yeah so starting with the raptors you know it's kind of quiet off season for them besides the whole kd situation you know there was a little bit of talk there we were going to get him for a huge trade um but we did add Otto porter to our bench which i think is huge um you know i'll touch on this a little bit when i talk about the team but we were kind of lacking in front court as far as spacing goes um scotty not really being that much of a impactful shooter and siakam being in and out of injury um and obviously being weak at the center position we definitely could use the length um and the shooting so i think he was a good pick pickup for us um but yeah other than that you know the, the raptors are poised for another good season i think um i know that in this offseason siakam's mentioned wanting to be a top player in the league, you know, even an MVP. So hear that from him is definitely um, definitely a good sign. I'm, I'm looking forward to him playing a full season, you know, leading the team, being more of an impactful player uh, on the offensive end like he always is. And, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited for the be- – excuse me, for the bench, though, um, with Otto Porter because – we we really been looking for more people to step up off the bench, uh, help us out when we need because stars were playing too many minutes, and um, so I, I'm excited. It's a good good pickup for them. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, I agree. I think guys, you know, everyone wants like the glitzy KD or you know star power move in the off season, but like getting these guys, like you know, everyone has a role to play, and like Otto Porter yeah. played limited but valuable minutes for the Warriors like and again it's it's hard to say like exactly how good he'll be like in this role just because like the amount of like attention that like you know Steph pretty much garners is like gives other people like great looks and like right right um you know it makes sense but hopefully I mean out of Porter he was like the third pick whenever his draft class was so obviously you know a lot of outright talent so like hopefully i don't expect him to be a star but i mean he'll probably be coming off the bench and you know playing good minutes like great rotation guy and like improving that is arguably like you know it's kind of all you can do i still think like the raptors aren't in the uh like the win now like contention mode like they have so many young guys um yeah you know, obviously only a year removed from like getting rid of Lowry and kind of hitting that reset. But no, I mean, I, I'm looking at their roster now and like everyone on their core is under 30. Like even Otto Porter is 29, Siakam's 28. But they're full of young guys. Like uh, obviously you have 
like the the franchise Scotty, but like OG, he's been in the league. Uh, I don't know, probably five or six years. He's twenty five. Dan Vliet is still like twenty eight, and you've got um, Gary Trent. I love I love his game. He's only love Gary Trent. So yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's just like. That's my biggest thing about like teams who are kind of like in the middle like this. It's like people are always like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Like, "Oh, maybe we should tank." But it's like they have good pieces, and it's like, you know, hopefully, you know, maybe they'll a team like this could get in the mix at like a trade deadline if these other teams are like offloading to try and like join the tank fest. Right. Yeah. Right. I agree. I agree. Honestly, man. you never know. I mean, I guess it could theoretically go the other way too, but. I feel like they have too many young pieces to kind of fully embrace that. Like, so I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, we will see. I think they're, I think they're poised to surprise a lot of people. I think this year. Yeah. So, what are, uh, like, what are you thinking uh, in terms of like the end of the year? Like, where do you see them shaking out in the East? You know, I, I thought about this a little bit especially with the Cavs, um, yeah. you know, they're, they were a pretty good team last year. Obviously they showed their young talent. Um, and then now adding D Mitch, it's a yeah. little bit tough to put the, put the Raptors anywhere above four or five, you know, I mean, I think being middle of the pack is where we're going to live. Um, tough, tough playoff matchup last season with the Sixers, you know, they were just so poised for the yeah. playoffs. They had, they had good players, and honestly, they're looking to do that again this year, um, make a good playoff run. And the season Embiid had, it was it was just a tough matchup. And so I think I think for with anyone. It, for, for anyone. anyone. Yeah. yeah. So with with this season, I think, you know, like you said, the Raptors got a lot of young talent. And I think their core guys of Fred Van Fleet, Siakam, Anobi. I mean, even Gary Trent, he kind of fit right in once yeah, he got there. 100%. I think that's a huge thing with the Raptors is the way Nick Nurse coaches is it's very team oriented, very much, um, you know, scaling up the defense and playing off that. So I, I think that they all fit that as far as all the players go. And then adding into the core part of them still remaining strong. I do see them being a four or five seed. I think they will surprise people. I don't think they're going to be um, a play-in team. Like, I don't think All they right. will be. I think they're well, going to win yeah. some games, man. I think they are. I think they're going to hover around the 40, 40 win mark but and probably be a five seed, four or five, like I said. But yeah, I I'm think excited. It's definitely, uh, I mean, I'm just top to bottom. Like, the East is so – so many teams I could see like being in that mix. So I think it's just like, I don't know. I will say that the Raptors, I feel like have less questions like surrounding their team where it's like, we know exactly what we have. And, right. Like, there's a lot of like continuity within that group, Um, you know, kind of just like plug and play with like the auto signing and like, you know, guys like that. I didn't realize, I think that young, was that at the end of last year he was brought on? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So that must have been like the buyout from the Spurs, but um, no, I think, I mean, there's a lot of talent and like some younger vets who are still contributing, but like have a lot to offer. So we'll see how it goes. I'm just like, so many teams. I think that 
you know, we spoke about this off camera, but like the top top, I would definitely think of as like the Bucks, Celtics, Nets, Sixers. Yeah. And then and then like I think those are like a clear four. Right. You start talking about teams like the Bulls. I know Lonzo, there's so many questions about the knee and you know, that's kind of where we're like, where are they? And the heat, like they just had a, you know, one Jimmy Butler three away from making the finals, but like, are they going to get, are they going to get back there? Like it's, you never know about the matchups and everything. And I've, uh, obviously Brooklyn, I don't in Cleveland. It's just like, there's a lot of teams. I, it's just interesting to see. And like, I don't think the wizards will be good. No. Well, like, they haven't even, you know, they got Porzingis in, like, the Dinwiddie swap with the Mavs. But by that point, Beal was, like, done for the year. So, they haven't even played a game together. So, yeah. I don't know. It's just, like, that partnership hopefully could at least be exciting. I mean, we'll Yeah. See. And one team you forgot to mention, Hawks, too. Yeah, Dejante. definitely. Uh, it's going to be interesting Dejante. to see how- DeJounte, yeah. That DeJounte, Trey Young fit, I'm still not sold on. but I'm not either. I'm not either. Good, yeah. I think that they're both good playmakers. You know, I, I'm interested to see if Trey's going to take more of a shooting, like a more offensive than a playmaking yeah. like he usually is. But, yeah. I mean, his talent lies with both of those, not one over the other. So I, I'm interested to see what how they play those two, but – I think that they're kind of a sleeper team that people are forgetting about as well in the East. Um, yeah, hey, I mean, hey, I just forgot them. Hey, man, you forgot them. No, <laughs> no but seriously, like, they, they're going to give the Raps a run for their money for the 4-5, I think, too. With those four teams you mentioned, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, uh, and Sixers, they're, they're locks for the top. I think you're right on that. Um, and even the Hornets, too. Like, I could see them – playing well if they get some players back from the off-season problem, the off-the-court yeah. problems they're having, which is unfortunate to see because they were a really exciting team to watch, um, yeah. especially with LaMelo being such a such a great talent and a, and a very electric player on the court. I think that the Hawks are going to be a slept-on team. Yeah, yeah, my – I think when you're talking about what's the dynamic between Trey and DeJounte, I'm like, I think Trey has to be off the ball a little bit more. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You know, people forget they made the conference finals. Um, yeah. That year, which was, you know, kind of like the whole reason Philly imploded and the whole Benson and Saga, but it's just, I don't think it's sustainable for him to be a Harden-esque player like the hard in, in Houston where it's like he's scoring 40 every night like his usage rate is off the charts like so I think it, it made sense for them to get DeJounte but I think he needs to be on the ball more because he can't I'm looking at he's he's a career 33 percent from range like he's not a, a great spot up threat versus Trey if you could get him on some uh, off ball actions I mean he's as good of a shooter as we've seen like pretty much yeah. so yeah. I mean, we'll see how he transitions to kind of being off the ball a little more and again I think you know the one thing that you know kind of like you're saying people are forgetting is like DeJounte as a as a rookie 
or maybe it was his second year because I think he was like in and out of the G League or whatever. He was all defense like in his first season. Yeah. Like his first full season. And it's like he's locking up. Obviously, that's like a, you know, the weak point of Trey's game. So yep. Yep. bringing some like accountability over there, I think, you know, should pay dividends for the team. They have other good pieces. I mean, John Collins seems to be a guy who's always in the mix with the rumors, but he's got he's got game. He's a dog. Uh, he guards. He can get you fifteen. Huge PNR too. Like yeah, and, and Capella. I mean, Capella they just have too. great great pick and roll finishing threats. Yeah, and I know they have that kid. Uh, what is it? Uh, DeAndre Hunter, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. He's a good young player. Um, just kind of seeing how all these pieces fill in, I think obviously bad uh, news with like Gallinari tearing his ACL, but he was on his way out for the Hawks anyway. So yeah. I think he will be missed though. Like he's got serious game and people don't like respect. Like, yeah, he no, was still. great. You know, he he's a consistent player. That's like, you know, not everyone is. No, definitely not. Yeah, the East is going to be pretty, you know, besides those four teams, it's kind of a toss-up for the last four, for the last spot. So, yeah, it'll be quite interesting. Yeah. Let's shift over to the to the West side. We'll be thinking about the Suns this year, man. How you feel yeah. about the season first and then and then about the season ahead? Yeah, let's, uh, I guess, obviously, it would have been great to see KD in that jersey. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was cool. I mean, just like. It's exciting. It was exciting just because it's like, as a Suns fan, they're not, you know, the Knicks or the Lakers where it's just like these teams are in the conversations even when they're terrible. And it's like, how exhausting is it? But, like, to hear him be like, yeah, I'm, you know, this is where I want to be. And, like, I mean, I think the talent on the roster, like, he would have been a great fit. So, I mean, you know. If it goes well, or I mean, if it implodes in Brooklyn, like hopefully the, the phone line is still still on hold. But uh, <laughs> nah, I mean, realistically, I don't see that happening this year. But yeah, I mean, hey, the Nets, I wouldn't have traded him either. Uh, you know, he signed on the line, so he, he's got a contract to fulfill. Um, but I think like in terms of the Sarver thing, it's just nice to like get that cloud off and it's over and he's selling the team. And I think honestly, it's like, it could lead to like a new like era in terms of like marketing and like, you know, people around the league have been like Phoenix is like super underrated city. Um, and it's just, it's super nice. I mean, it's pretty much like a, it's a West West coast, like Pacific climate. Like it's just like, if you think about their division, if you think about their division, it's literally all up the coast of California and then Phoenix, yeah. which is like right there too. I mean, super nice. So hopefully I feel like that's always a, a pull for like big free agents. I don't know off the top of my head uh, coming off this year, who's due for the next year. But I think with the team we have, honestly, things can go well again. I mean, how soon they forget, like, Phoenix had the best record by a wide margin last year. Yeah. Obviously, it didn't end up uh, working out. You know, there were Luca is Luca. So, I mean, kudos to him, but we shit the bed. Um, and I, you know, there were rumblings about 
injuries or like a COVID thing. And it's like, obviously they're keeping that in house. It's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter at the end of the day, they lost, but like, I still think they have a good enough team to run it back and wouldn't be surprised in them making like some small moves around the deadlines or whatever. I mean, the Aiton thing was definitely, I'd say, like, a little bit alarming uh, post-media day. But, you know, I'm trying to see the the bright side of things and, you know, him being such, like, a charismatic guy throughout the league in his previous seasons has kind of gotten him, like, a bad rep about, like, I I wouldn't say, like, the Dwight level of, like, he doesn't care about winning, but he's, like, yeah, like, oh, he's happy regardless, like, he doesn't have that dog in him. So maybe he's just trying to, you know, come into things with a new brand, new mantra, and, you know, I can respect that. So, I mean, all we can do is wait and see how the season starts. But I know in that it just randomly got embarrassed by, like, an NBL team, like, in the preseason, which is, like, I don't know. You can't pay too much to that, but – not really. No. I feel like I saw he was the one. I think he was like eleven of fourteen or something like that. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe that can be some sort of moment where it's like, okay, like I know the starters only played like twenty minutes or something, but it's like, yeah, he got all the touches and we lost. Is like, is that what you is that what you want? Because like we have way too much talent on this team to like allow you to you know get caught in that mindset. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I hope he commits honestly because the Suns are still a very very much a contender threat um in the West. Yeah. Even with how much talent is in the West and him being such a such a having a such a high ceiling, you know, he he's developing that mid-range. He's definitely a a force in the post on both ends of the court. So, I mean, He's got two of the best players in the league around him, too. One of the best passers in, in the history of the game, Chris Paul. You know, arguably the best shooting guard, D-Book. I, I just think he's got a buy-in. As much as it's it's easy to get caught up in the touches and just, like, wanting more, I think you're still in a good place to get touches. I think you're still in a good spot to be a part of a great offense. Like, oh. like we were talking about off-camera, it's tough – to gauge like if you're going to be as happy or as successful on another team where you're getting more minutes or touches or whatever you're searching for more money, even Yeah. in this league, like as much as there's talent to go around everywhere and pretty much every team, you could face like a couple of years of tanking or a couple of years of bad, bad seasons of not winning on a team that you're getting a ton of touches on. So I think if I was him, obviously it'd be different. For me, I think I I would just ride it out with CP3 and D-Book and just go hard because yeah, I mean, you never know when that's going to come around again with yeah, that type of town around you. Exactly, and it's like they were so close just a season ago, and it's like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to, it's hard to like, look at that and be like, all right, like, I'm going to go find a greener pasture. Like, in the money thing, like, he got a bag, like, I don't understand. Yeah, no, that. yeah. Like, I I understand him being like I need my money. Like he's a number one pick. Fine, like good, you got it. Like I I don't think we should have. I think James Jones played it well. Like 
it would have been nice to sign him like last year and like not I guess not have it be a distraction, you know, this past year, but I'll say by letting another team sign him, you know, that's the whole reason why, you know, the team that drafts you or the team that your last contract was on can pay you the most to like, you know, allow them to retain like the books and the Brad Beals and like, you know, these type of players, but it's like, okay. The whole point of at that rookie negotiation being like you're restricted free agent at the end is especially when it's such a valuable asset as a number one pick. It's like, okay. At the end of the day, it's our decision, not his. Right. Fine. If he wanted to leave, fine. But he he signed it and we instantly matched it. So it's like them offering whatever, I think it was like 80% of what Phoenix could have offered. Look at the money going around the league. That's like market rate. So I feel like it worked out really well from a franchise standpoint. Not, And it's not like Aiden got skimmed. Like he's still getting a bag like yeah he's got to clear and understand that and just go like he when he has shown those flashes of like do everything it's just awesome like obviously he's got to you know he's got to just realize you know the the talent around him and like i think he was on the team for two or three years when they were actually maybe it was only his rookie year where they were quite bad. And then the second year was when they started to get better, but he was like suspended for like failing a drug test or something like that. And it's like, that's on you. Like you could have shown to be like a piece of a good team. That was actually the year where they had Rubio running point and like Kelly Oubre on the team too, with all these other guys pretty much still in the mix. And then, COVID came and then they did like the eight and zero in the bubble. Like he was a, he was a big part of that. And then it's like, you get CP and it's like, everyone's role, like kind of realigns. Right. I don't know, but like it, it kind of reminds me in a weird way of like the old Cavs team where it's like Kyrie re-signed and then LeBron was like, Oh, I'm coming back. And that like, obviously it's like a whole like power shift within the organization but it's like it's the same type of thing you you not exactly but it's like you have a first ballot hall of famer all nba guy coming in like you know that that was great like that was a great run at the end and like that contributed to having such a successful player be like hey this is where i want to be so yep. like he should be patting himself on the back for that not being like man, like, I'm not on, like, the billboard or whatever. Like, yeah. dude, come on. Like, I know. And looking at KD naming them as, like, a top destination, I mean, yeah. that also rings true to how much he should, like, take advantage of this opportunity. Yeah. Being that one of the best players in the entire league wants to go to your team, like, exactly. you're going to up and leave just because you want to p- more touches and more attempts. So, like, yeah. I don't know. I it's feel like, like that could, so, could work that out with yeah. the team you got, with how much talent you have and the camaraderie you've built over the years, going to the finals and all the drama and shit you went through yeah. with them. I just I just yeah, think yeah. that he's got to ride it. Funny, it, it's like comes full circle, and I'm sure it's like happens on all 
probably damn near every team, but like, it just resonates with me like so much more because I actually was just reading this book about like the seven seconds or less sons. Yeah. And like how like Sean Marion was kind of like the same way where he's like, Oh, like I'm not getting any like limelight. Cause like obviously Steve being the MVP and like Amare being such a freak of nature is like, you know, people weren't, you know, giving yeah. Marion like all the limelight. It's just like when shit goes wrong, oh, you get called out instead of like Steve or instead of Amare. But it's like, I like will go to the grave thinking if they didn't trade Marion, which they did because he like requested his way out and was like, I'm not going to resign for Shaq. Like they could, they should have won that year. And like, uh, obviously there were other years with like the Hori thing and like other things like that. But it's like, hmm. he was so good and like utilized on that team. But like, if he felt a type of way, like he would just be like pouting and like in the corner and be like not buying in. And it's just like, I don't understand like tremendous player. He had a great career. I'm pretty sure he didn't make an all-star team after he left Phoenix. So it's like, at a certain point is like you're getting you're reaping so many benefits from playing with a Nash or a CP3 where it's like you got to just set your ego aside and be like dude I'm being spoon-fed looks does it matter that I'm not getting a couple more touches at I don't know I don't know that's yeah what I'm, saying. I'm not and an that, NBA player but I, yeah that's the last thing I'll I'll say before we move on is just that like with the regular season we had last year, it was great. And like, it was so exciting to like see so many wins and yeah, pretty much the whole season was like riding a high, but like, I'm honestly fine. Like with this year, if we take our foot off the guy, cause I feel like it became, Oh, we got to get the franchise. We got to get the record. And it's like, let's just, I mean, at the end of the day, who's going to fucking excuse that. Maybe we'll edit that. <laughs> who's going to remember that. Yeah. I don't know, man. So it's like, it, yeah, it'd be good to take the foot off the gas a little bit and lower CP's usage rate and get the ball more and like Mikel and, you know, those guys' hands. And, you know, at the end of the day, we need multiple playmakers, regardless of how great and, you know, transcendent CP and, you know, book are shaping up to be. Yeah, it's still an exciting time, man. They, they yeah. got talent. They got Cam Johnson and Mikel that we're not even mentioning. Just like yeah, exactly. absolutely blossoming in the NBA. Um, Mikel being an elite defender, if not one of the best in the league. I mean, he was yeah. close to winning Defensive Player of yeah, the Year. Exactly. And Cam Johnson, you know, I, I hear them talking about playing him at power forward. I don't know how that would work. But honestly, him being a knockdown shooter <laughs> – you know, he plays hard. You can just tell he's working hard out there, running down the court every time, playing defense hard. I mean, you just – you got to buy into all that, especially with all the other players that are there as well on top yeah. of them. There's a game the right way for sure. And yeah, dude. shooting is so invaluable. But, yeah, I think uh, moving on to the rest of the NBA, what are your uh, – some teams that, like, jumped out at you that's like, you know – whatever it may be in terms of off-season moves or just, you know, coming, you know, injury perspective. Yeah. It's new year that you're, uh, you know, kind of keeping tabs on. Yeah. One team I'm interested in seeing how it works out with them, uh, the Clippers. 
yeah it's funny you say that that was like yeah yeah so interesting to see not only Kawhi come back you know I've seen a lot of pictures of him he's looking pretty strong like he looks like he put on some muscle on top of signing John Wall to a pretty decent contract you know he 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 got paid a bit so yeah I think um, you might have used like that mid-level exception on him which is such a bargain Obviously, yeah. he's still getting the bag from still. His I mean, contract. It's not bad for no, him. Dude, I mean, not really yeah. showing much. Not much like promise, honestly. Like in his past years, I mean, at Washington, definitely. But ever since then, and like you know, his yeah. struggle with you know mental health and stuff. It's it's nice to see him back out there and yeah. uh, in a starting position. I'm interested to see how they they span out. They still got Zubats. They obviously have Paul George as well, who's still a force to be reckoned with on the offensive end and defensive for that matter. And Ty Lue is a great coach. He's very underrated coach as well. Yeah. You know, I still think Eric Spolstra is the best coach right now in the NBA, but I think Ty Lue's up there and I I could see them making a playoff run. If not a finals run, I was talking to you earlier about them possibly going to the finals this year because of, everybody counting them out, you know, they are in a tough Western conference, but I still think with, two, you know, high-level talents, Paul George and Kawhi, and then seeing, you know, how John plays, I, I think they could still – I think they could make a deep run. I, yeah. I'm excited to watch them play in the West, for sure. 100%. Um, the John Wall signing, great value. Uh, hopefully he has a great resurgence because he used to be such an exciting player. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, let's talk about Kawhi, man. The last time he was fully healthy, he had an amazing finals MVP. You know, people were starting to think he was the best player in the NBA. So hopefully he can bounce back like that just for the league's sake. Um, Outside of that, I think uh, two teams in the West that I have my eye on are actually the Pelicans who – yeah. Once they got uh, McCollum, we're a scary lower seed and like a great like first round matchup, and that's kind of why I'm not really a big advocate for the plan. But like a situation like that, it actually works out for a team who like struggles to be healthy throughout the year, and then it's like right. okay, they make a trade that kind of juices things up a bit, and then I mean that was a great team. Without Zion. Without Zion. He's doing a lot better. Um, Obviously, that's great for the league and, you know, the casual fan viewership and everything. But I think they could be a force to be reckoned with for sure. Um, And then you also have Denver coming back with Jamal Murray missing the full last season. Michael Porter, who I guess we'll see if he's back because it's always he's back and then he tweaks it again. But when he's on the court, he's – He's a great player. I mean, that is a good three-headed monster in in and of itself. So I agree. I agree. It's honestly, I feel like for the first time in a while, like the the West is more like they're very top heavy, but looking down the league is like there's I don't expect to see the Spurs contending. OKC. I could see the Kings honestly blowing it up and trying to get Victor. Probably. Houston is far from contending. Too young, way too young. Yeah, uh, like honestly, I don't know. Uh, Utah, we obviously they're not. They they're, they're out contending too. for this season. 
Yeah. So that's that's like six out of fifteen right there. So one of those teams is gonna sneak in. Yeah, absolutely. And then I would say the one team that's fully under the radar is Portland, where they had such a weird season with Dame pretty much missing the whole thing with like that ab injury. Yeah. Don't forget how good he is. Simon's blossomed to the point of okay, we're we're ready to move on from CJ. Obviously, that's such like a great relationship they had, but Simons is ready to ball out. I see it for sure. And they improved around that. They got Jeremy Grant. Yeah. To nothing. Obviously, shout out him, Q Sky, but he's a tremendous player. And he he has a real role to play on that team. I know when he was over with Denver, he was kind of like, oh, I need to, you know, get a little bit more in the limelight, get a bag, get my touches. I think he did that for two two years on the Pistons and was probably like when you look at him on this Portland team, he's still one of the main guys. He's not the main guy, but he's in the mix. And it's like over there, like in Denver, there were just too many names with, you know, we just talked about them, but I think now on this Portland team, they've got, I mean, a decent starting five between Nurkic, Jeremy, Dame Simons and then the one I'm hoping that kid uh Shaden Sharp who like sat out the year at Kentucky can be a great young piece for them right you know people were talking about him being a a number one pick before the college season he sat out and so many questions with that I know he was injured in summer league but I I think I read he'll be good to go for the start of the year so they got Josh Hart too and yeah and I see her little as well, who's, who's a really good college player. I'm pretty sure he's on there there too. So yeah. I agree. They got some interesting pieces. And with Dame coming back and how dominant he was, I mean, the year before he got hurt this past season, I mean, he, definitely he's elite talent. I mean, top point guard in the league for sure. Um, so before we end here, we got to give our predictions for the year. We got to <laughs> We got to put them out there, okay, so we can go back and say how stupid we were for saying all these things. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I'll run through mine just, just off the top. I will put a little disclaimer with this finals matchup I had here. I did mention it to you. Yeah. Originally, my first thought when I put it down was Sixers-Clippers. Uh-huh. Um, I had the Sixers winning. I had Embiid winning his finals MVP. Um, but I backtracked on that a little bit due to some uncertainty with the Clippers and then not sure how strong of a year that, you know, with the Sixers are going to have in the East. There's just a lot of, a lot of competition. So I, I changed that, went totally off that. And my finals matchup now is the Bucks Warriors. I got the Bucks winning as well. Um, Giannis second MVP finals MVP. I think that with Middleton coming back and with Drew, you know, stepping out of the offensive role a little bit and being more focusing on like he was when they made that finals run. I think that they're going to be an elite team. Um, and then the Warriors, you know, they kind of traded a few players. They they lost, you know, Gary Payton and Otto, but they gained Dante DiVincenzo and they still got Poole. And I don't think they lost that much with them as much as those two were good players for them in their run. I think they're still going to have a strong year. They still have their core four, Steph, Clay, Dre, and, and Wiggins. I mean, that's pretty good. I, I, I think that they're 
with Steph playing at such a high level still and, you know, Clay kind of having an, not an underwhelming no, season. Honestly, he wasn't like, like, he wasn't like he was standard. before. I'm interested to see if he, if he, you know, gets back to his normal stride this year. It was probably yeah. tough coming back last year, you know, probably playing a little light with his, with his injuries. It's to be expected um, when you come back. Yeah. You forget it was like a full injury rehab tweak before Another you injury. Was off yeah. the for like two years, man. Like, yeah. yeah. Are so like right now, right now, but like, I don't know who expected him to, you know, be dropping 60 on 12 dribbles or whatever it may be. <laughs> such a high standard when he's healthy, but he should be good. Uh, he should hit the ground running from a full healthy offseason for sure. But yeah, I agree uh, with the Bucks pick. I think the East is run through the Bucks. I mean, they almost made the conference finals without Middleton, who is arguably their best like top to bottom threat on offense. Like absolutely, yeah. I don't know. It's just hard. I mean, in the West, I don't know. I could see I could see the Clippers or the Suns honestly making it back. Um Golden State too, it's just such a I would have loved to see that Golden State Phoenix series, but I'm still like I'm very calm on the Mavs losing Brunson and People aren't talking about that. Dinwiddie's a hell of a player, but they'll be missing Brunson. And yeah, at the end of the day, I just think there's too much talent around the NBA uh, in the West. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, I think I could definitely see the Bucks winning uh, myself. It's just so interesting. Um, like, like when you think about the Warriors just having such a question mark around who their number two kind of was like throughout the playoffs but when your number one is where it is it's like anything can happen so maybe next time you know i'll check back in with a more concrete answer but i'll give it some thought and uh mostly just excited and we'll definitely uh get back before um before the season starts and get another one in and kind of talk about some of the superlatives and you know, other uh, throughout the season awards and whatnot. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you guys again for listening and watching. This is Four Quarters with Marco and Ethan. You already know. And we're excited to start the season, man. Very exciting stuff. Thanks again, and we'll be looking forward to next time. See you next time.